Cowboy Entrepreneur Show, created and hosted by Scott Knudsen, to explore the crossroads of horses and business. Now here's your host, Scott Knudsen. Hi, and welcome to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. I'm your host, Scott Knutson. Thank you so much for joining us today. Today, we have a very fun show. Taylor McAdams is on the show. She is a content developer for Justin Brands. Taylor, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Scott. I can't wait to share my story, and it's just an honor to be in your presence. So thank you oh, again. I feel the same way, and I'll tell you what, ever since uh, we met at WISA in Dallas, uh, I just felt this connection, you know. I just loved your story and, and visiting with you for... It seemed like it went so fast, but it seemed like we were there for a couple of hours just talking and, and uh, couldn't wait to introduce you to everybody that watches the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Well, thank you for that. I couldn't agree more. I feel like Haley and I are soul sisters at some in some <laughs> other world or universe. So yeah. I couldn't agree more. Our time flew by, but um, I did enjoy it. I loved, enjoyed getting to meet the whole family, meet the whole crew. And you have a really good, just a good community around you. And, and I thank love you. that. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really blessed. It takes a full set of team, boy. I'm telling you what. <laughs> you know, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about you. That's uh, what people are tuning in for today, for sure. Um, let's talk about growing up. Did you grow up in Texas or, or somewhere else? Yes. I mean, that's such a hard thing to do, talk about yourself. But apparently they're yes. saying more now. And now, nowadays we have to do a little bit more of that, especially in marketing. Um, right. Yes, I actually did not grow up in Texas. I'm a Texas transplant. I grew up in a small town called Cleveland, Oklahoma. And a lot of people get it confused with Cleveland, Ohio, but definitely not. <laughs> um, we, I, we actually claim Cleveland. The town that I'm actually from is called Hallett, Oklahoma. And it has a gas station and a post office. And we probably count our population and chickens. And so, um, so yes, I grew up um, on a farm just right outside of Cleveland and um, got to have the the beautiful farm ranch background, very active in 4-H and FFA. And um, my sister actually is the one that got me and started, got got me started in the industry. And um, I should probably back up a little bit and and say that my dad one day when he was, you know, younger, probably my age now, um, wanted to be a rodeo cowboy. He wanted to be a bull rider specifically. And um, he learned very quickly that he was really good at getting off of bulls before the eight (laughs) seconds. So he decided he would get smart and maybe get to earn some money somewhere else for a job. And so he's a a contract welder in the oil field. And um, he has done that for so, so many years. I won't say his age because I'm sure he wouldn't appreciate it, but um, he's ready to retire and, and start doing the fun stuff that grandpa gets to do. My, my sister has some kids. So anyways, uh, first generation cowgirl, first generation rancher. And awesome. um, I just kind of learned as I went, my sister wanted to be a barrel racer and then she wanted to be a rodeo queen. And then she wanted to be a Dallas cowboy cheerleader. And I kind of just like was obsessed with my sister. I just wanted to do everything that she did growing up. And so I owe a lot of, um, my humble beginnings, let's say, <laughs> to my sister, uh, Sarah. Shout out to Sarah because she kind of was the one that uh, shaped me into who I am. And quite honestly, some would argue between her and my parents, they're the reasons why I had some of the opportunities that I had and got to sit at the tables with certain people and walk into the rooms with the people awesome. that I did. And so, yeah, I'm just very, very thankful. And um, I think my I know you didn't ask this, but I'll tell you anyway. I think my favorite <laughs> part about growing up in rural America was um my best friend, my childhood best friend was a rooster. And a lot of people don't know this about me, but um, roosters at some point 
kind of get angry. They turn kind of little mad if you don't like really, really like yeah, love them. I think I loved mine too much, I think. And so one day he just got really mad and turned on me. And I like to say that my fun fact about me is that um, when I was like three years old, a rooster pierced my ear. <laughs> oh. oh, that's close up to the money maker, isn't it? It really is. And at three years old, I was like, what was this? We were friends. I didn't really understand that. Oh, that's so <laughs> terrible, but funny. It is. It is. And from that from that moment on, anytime we walked out the door, we would take like a golf club or a baseball bat just to have some protection. Yeah. <laughs> but see, that's true living, isn't it? I mean, we, we have brooms by our doors. So when we walk out, we carry a broom. And it, it's just so. So you said you and Haley are kindred. Haley is my daughter. And she had a pet chicken, and y'all really are. And she called it Noodle. And she called it Noodle. And for the longest, we didn't understand why. And she's like, Daddy, chicken noodle. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm so impressed you're a first generation, though. That is, yes. um, that's a big deal. And that's so important in our industry, you know, to oh, do yeah. that. And uh, how, how did you think maybe that came about? Was it just the desire? Because a lot of people that watch our show, aren't in agriculture, don't yeah. live in rural America? Yeah. Okay. You know, that's a really good question. Um, I think really what it boiled down to is having that, hu that huge interest and then um, being so hungry to learn something mm -hmm. that you spend every day, you dedicate every day to getting better, learning more. And I think there's just something in us as humans too, that have this ability or this want or need to take care of things and to prosper the land. And um, right. I mean, I will say, you know, kind of like I said before, I, I do owe it to my family, my sister and my mom and dad, because um, we, we quite literally grew up doing everything together. Um, minus being homeschooled, you would think that I was a homeschooled kid because um, when I wasn't in sports or anything like that, I was out at the barn and I was walking pigs, bathing pigs, um, horses, cows, goats, you name it, we would be doing something. But um, the, the biggest lessons that I think in my life were learned at not only at such a prominent age, those moments in my life growing up, but um, at the times when I didn't even realize I was going through something or I needed a lesson mm. to, to learn from the Lord or anything. So like my favorite moments were yeah. spent on the tractor, cutting hay with my dad or planting with my dad or uh, fixing fence for the millionth time with my dad. Um, the list goes on and on and on. But I really do think that the interest was was there and um, it's really helped me become like a reporter type now. And, and even in college, when I wanted to do a little bit more of that, I just stayed curious because I um, always had to ask questions. You know, I didn't know. And especially back then, you know, six-year-olds didn't have phones like they do now. And so right. I couldn't just pick up something in Google. I held on to every word that the elders said in the community or um, that my uncle Bill said when we got to go work his cattle at his place three hours away. That was a big deal. And it's a big deal. Um, and truly, it's so crazy to think about, like, as, as a kid and at the moment, um, I didn't think that, oh, my gosh, my parents have never done this before. We're learning together. We're doing this. It's kind of like your story with Haley learning to read and write and all that together. It was a bond that we were able to have together. And now looking back, I will hold on to those years and those moments and those stories for the rest of my life. Like, I'm pretty sure there's going to be some stories. I know that there were some stories told at my wedding that have, you know, carried on throughout every family tradition. But um, one day when I have kids, one day when there's funerals, I, I just know for a fact that those were the best times of my life. And I wouldn't trade anything in the world. And that's why I chose the career path that I did, even like as early as middle school, 
um, because I wanted everyone to get the opportunity to have to the, or to have the opportunity that I had. Um, what, whether that's just riding horses, having horses, um, even if it's just a field with a tractor and some hay, you know, being a part of agriculture, maybe they're not trying to feed the whole family or feed the world, but they're just working on specific um, pot parts of it. That that was kind of like my goal, and and maybe still is today. I've kind of. Uh, as I've moved to Fort Worth, I don't want to say I've become a city girl and softened up a little bit, but I definitely do have a weenie dog that lives in the house with me and sleeps in bed with me. So definitely didn't have that growing up with the ranch dogs. Um, no, but, but you're so right. It's so, um, it's, it's a lot harder for first generation cowgirl, first generation cowboy mm -hmm. agriculturist to pave their way and gain a certain respect. I, I noticed that that became very prominent to me within the rodeo industry because that alone, um, that industry alone has so many families that have names that are 10 yeah. generations thick. And um, walking into a room knowing that I didn't have that same opportunity almost made it better for me because I, I really had to work to get at the tables that I was at and work to, to meet the next goal. And so, um, no matter the journey, no matter the experience for anyone, I wouldn't trade any of it for the world. See, I love that. I love the family dynamic. I love that so much, but you put in the work, you know, yeah. and, and that's one thing about our industry. It's, it's getting more and more where you can break into it without having to spend two or three generations to have a seat at the table. It's a lot more yes. welcoming than it used to be for sure. And, I, you know, I'm a fifth generation, you're first, and I really am proud of you for doing that. But what, what is somebody, what is somebody is sitting in the city right now? How, how do they get involved in our, our industry, our agricultural industry? Ooh, great question. I'm so glad you, you asked this because I'm actually really prepared and really passionate about this. Um, I don't have the passion for it right now, but there's lots of people out there that do for gardening. That's a perfect opportunity Good. to start a garden in a flower pot on the balcony of your apartment. Um, right. Learning to cultivate something is so inspiring. And there's so many less lessons learned in that one opportunity. Um, for me personally, uh, it, it just represents life, right? You plant the seed. Sometimes it doesn't grow. Sometimes it grows, but it's bad. Sometimes it grows, but it's good. And then it turns bad. And there's just so right. many opportunities right there. So that's my first piece of advice. Just get, go to the local, I mean, yeah. Lowe's grocery store, wherever you have to go. And you can start something from a seed or you can start something from the plant, but, um, just start planting something to start preparing and, um, being able to grow food for your family and stuff. But, I mean, if you're, if you're out there and you, you truly do want to have the land, the acreage, the cattle, whatever the goal is, the American dream used to be is still, yeah. um, then my, my best advice is to find your local organizations like American farmers and ranchers, your cattlemen's associations, sit at the tables with those guys and gals, women too, pick their brains, get to know their stories, how they did it. And while times are definitely changing, I mean, I couldn't imagine being a kid right now trying to figure out that, you know, I'm so fortunate to have the upbringing that I did. That's still a little bit old school. Um, but either way, whatever you got to do, just do it. I mean, if you have kids, That's start good. them in, in 4-H, start them in FFA. It doesn't matter. Just get them started. And then there's tons of resources online. There's tons of podcasts to listen to. There's tons of YouTube videos. Just um, stay hungry and just do it. Just get involved. See, I love that so much. It's so simple to say, just do it. But really, it's that extra nudge that people need, you know, and, and with today, with the tractors being so technical, you don't have to be out in the fields. You can do that from the city and help and drones. And there's so many, um, it's changing so fast. So you can always jump in and you don't have to have, you know, your 40 acres and three horses. You can have, you know, live in the city and still be a part of it. 
I couldn't have said it better than myself. That's I completely forget about things like that because I feel like growing up, my dad always had the, the motto, work harder, not smarter. So now I'm trying to learn smarter, not harder. And I think that's a perfect example of that. Um, why not sit in an AC tractor, let alone, um, yes, right. drive, the, drive, fly the drone from your office in the city, um, give coordinates, help with investing. There's multiple ways. So yeah, very, very cool. Yeah, I, I love it. And I love that, you, you know, your age, you're able to see that, you know, but, but you've been around it for a while, you know, and I know there's so many, our, our, our audience is so diverse, you know, with ages and such. And I love them seeing the excitement about our industry because there is nothing like it. And it is changing so much. Um, so when oh, you were yeah. growing up, did you say, I want to be a content, you know, I want to work Ooh. on that? Or is that something you thought of? Okay, this I have to get deep with you, Scott. When I was growing up, (laughs) um, until I was about um, six years old, I wanted to be a rock star. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I learned who Hannah Montana was. I wanted to be Hannah Montana throughout that. I learned very quickly that I do not have any tune or tone or anything. And I'm pretty sure there's there's insects that die when I try to sing. So that was very quickly learned that that was never going to happen. But I met a woman named Miss Rodeo America. And um, she just changed my life forever. I wanted to be her. I looked up to her. I did everything she did. I bought the brands that she did. And um, Scott, I worked from the age of six years old until I was about 22, 23 years old to try to be Miss Rodeo America. And I can confidently say to this day, that was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Because um, when I think about sacrifice and I think about um, all the things that I talked about, the opportunity, the hard work that went into the ag lifestyle, the ranching lifestyle that went into Miss Rodeo America too. I, um, at 10 years old had to turn down birthday party invites and, you know, 13 years old, when you're starting to get a social life, didn't get to go to sleepovers because I was going to rodeo clinics, going to ride with, ride with riding coaches, um, going to work cattle to learn more about cattle, going to spend a day with a vet to learn about what it's like to be a vet, um, to try to be the well-versed woman that Miss Rodeo America is. And so I worked so hard. I did everything I could. I quite literally laid it all on the line. It's, it's 100%. I can say this and it's, and it's all with confidence. That's truly all it was. Um, when I competed at the Miss Rodeo America pageant in 2018 for the 2019 Miss Rodeo America, um, the best speech I'd ever given, the best horsemanship pattern I'd ever had, the best outfits I'd ever worn, you name it, it was all there. And I fell a few points short, literally a few, um, to be first runner up to Miss Rodeo America, who ironically was also named Taylor. So that's hilarious. Um, but anyways, I learned the biggest lesson. I learned, um, what it's like to work with brands. And I, I entered the pageant and I remember saying something to my mom at one point in time, like, mom, I'm going to leave this pageant with a job, whether that's Miss Rodeo America or a job from one of the sponsors. And to my mom being the mom that she is and so supportive, was like, okay, Taylor, like you do this, you got this, you know? Um, and, and when I didn't win, I had to stop and think what's next for me. So to answer your very short question in a very long way, uh, I wanted to be Miss Rodeo America my entire life. When that didn't happen, I went back to school cause I wasn't quite finished with my degree. I switched majors, um, into actually full on broadcast journalism. I did like a year of that and realized that the media is a really hard place and I don't have the heart to cover tragedies and report on stories that 
are so devastating. I just, I just wear that too much. So I changed majors again and became um, marketing and communications, just very broad. I was able to focus more on marketing, fell in love with niche marketing. So specifics there um, currently as a content developer, I get to um, create the copy for emails and then also nerd out on email marketing in general. And I never in a million years thought that that's what I would love to do numbers, all of that. Um, but also getting to, um, use those same experiences that I had with broadcast journalism that I had with preparing for Miss Radio America, um, with interview skills, reporting skills, writing skills. Um, I get to, to create and compile all the, the technical writing for the brands and then also host the Kick Your Boots Up podcast, which is quite honestly a dream come true. If you would have asked a rodeo queen what her ideal job would be, they they would probably say, I want to be a TV commentator at the for, for any news network or you know, host a podcast or some yeah. some sort of that. And so I'm living my dream, Scott. It's it's truly amazing. I'm so oh. blessed. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Well, I think because you didn't waste a day. You know, you're always learning and getting better, you know, and every day you're doing something, riding with a vet or, you know, whatever it was, but it's all going back to help you now. And, oh, and yes. it's so cool. And and we got to take a quick short break. And when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about what is a content developer, how you became associated with Justin Brands, which is iconic. And you talk about generational. I mean, from my mom to my daughter, we all wear them. So, um you know, so I can't wait to talk about that, but we'll be right back on the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Thank you for listening to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Scott will be right back with more. For more information on Scott Knudsen, the Cowboy Entrepreneur, visit us online at cowboyentrepreneur.com. Hi, I'm Scott Knudsen, host of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. I'd like to talk to you about something I'm very passionate about. Those that know me know I love my coffee. In the morning, afternoon, and even late in the evening, I enjoy a good cup of coffee almost any time of the day. Now, my team at the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show has been working for several months on creating and introducing our own brand of coffee. We wanted to make sure that we got it just right. We don't want to put our name on anything unless we're 100% certain that it's the best product available, and we've finally done it. We have created a wonderful line of coffees. You can order these coffees today by going online to javacowboy.com. That's javacowboy.com. Now, each of our coffees carries our brand, the very same brand that we put on our horses, our trailers, and our chaps. So you know that this is a quality product. And we only use 100% Arabica beans, the very best beans available. Just go to javacowboy.com to order your coffee today. Uh, welcome back to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. I'm your host, Scott Knutson, here with Taylor McAdams, content developer for Justin Brands and host of the great podcast, Kick Up Your Boots. And, and uh, Kick Up Your Boots is a great podcast. We're going to talk about it in a little bit, but I, I had to get my train of thought. I want to go back to growing up, and now you're a content developer. Those jobs, it was a lot different, you know, but I think all everything you did helped build to that. And now you're content developer for such an iconic brand. What was that like? And how did you get to that opportunity? Well, Scott, this is a perfect opportunity to use my story for his glory. Because um, like I kind of said in a little bit in the previous part, that um, I thought I was going to leave the Miss Radio America pageant with a job. And I did. Um, it wasn't this job just yet. But <laughs> that's funny about God's timing. He's like, almost, but not yet, maybe tomorrow. Um, I went through a, um, well, while I was in college, I had the opportunity to work for a guy named Jeff Metters. Some of you might know him. He's on the Cowboy Channel. He's a great, great man. Um, and I learned a lot from him just by sitting 
in his office, you know, the time that I was there. Um, I got to do social media uh, for him and um, see the behind the scenes of NFR, how he did things, learn, learn from him. And um, ironically, right around that same time I had graduated, there was an internship at the Cowboy Channel for the historic iconic time that the NFR came to Fort Worth, Texas. And I jumped at the opportunity. I applied for the Cowboy Channel internship really had nothing to do with Jeff, um, even though at the time I thought it did, and um, got the internship and loved it, lived it up. And um, right after the NFR, I was offered a position as the marketing coordinator for the Cowboy Channel um, in January of 2021 and loved my time there. That's where um, I really got to see the ins and the outs of TV different from college. I feel like college and even the college um, television broadcast teaches you something, but until you're in the real world, you don't quite know all the pieces. And um, so I got to travel a lot with the Cowboy Channel, uh, moved into rodeo relations at one point in time, got to talk with all the rodeo committees, loved that. I can't imagine you think I'm not a talker, so I loved it. <laughs> um, and through that, I um, was I was just ready to move on. You know, new season. I was getting married at the time around April 2022 and um, had kind of put some fillers out just through the industry. The industry, that's what I love about it. It's like a family and someone knows someone about something, you know, something about someone. And um, this is where you're going to get some chill bumps because this is this is tried and true how the good Lord works. Um, I was I was um, able to apply for a job at Justin Brands, got interviewed, loved it, you know, accepted the position, yada, yada, yada. And uh, about a month or two into having the job, um, I got the opportunity to, to have a really good conversation with a woman named Darla Fisher. She's here um, at Justin Brands, currently working in event marketing, and um, she's the event marketing manager, I believe. Um, Anyways, I found a picture when I was at Miss Radio America accepting my second place award, my first runner-up award, um, standing next to none other than Darla Fisher from Justin Boots. I think she was presenting me with a free pair of boots. And so talk about a full circle moment. That was amazing. Um, and it's it's clear that he that the Lord had his hand in everything. Um, simply because I had, after not winning the pageant, you can imagine how devastating that was. I went through a terrible breakup. I thought my life was over. And um, it's just so crazy how it was just so funny. Like if I just kept turning the page, it would get better and better and better and working harder too along the way. So that's how I ended up here. And um, truly, it has been such a good thing for me. I love it. Wow. I love that story. And I love how you said you see God's hand in everything. And sometimes when you're in the ditch, it's hard to see, you know, but when you step back, you see the pages turning and he's taking you on that journey. Oh yeah. No, yeah. that's, there, there were definitely some times when I was like, I'm going to go work at McDonald's and I'm going to throw away everything I knew. And <laughs> yes, yeah. I don't have a place in the industry. There, there was a, that was a, I think that's important to touch on since I am a first generation um, agriculturist and, and cowgirl. Um, there was a time after Miss Radio America that I had lost and was hurt so badly, quote unquote, by the industry, even though it was just a set of judges at that pageant at that one point in time. Um, yeah that I wanted to just go city girl when I was doing um, college classes for broadcast and broadcast journalism, and then even moved into marketing. I left the ag degree behind and was like, I am going to be a city girl. I was living in Tulsa, Oklahoma and um, wore like city clothes. I was a cowgirl, but that wasn't cool then. And um, so, yeah, so it's, it's just so crazy how it all works out. It just circle back for you. That's so <laughs> yes. great. And you know, the industry's better for it for sure. So so when you came upon Justin Boots and the whole brands, 
what was that like your first day going into work? Because it is an iconic brand and, and, uh, you know, I just love the brand, but what was that like walking in your first day? Well, I, um, first of all, was so nervous. I don't think I'd felt the same, those same nerves, um, probably since the Missouri America pageant at that point in time. Um, and so I remember I got there so early and I met the HR lady at the door and I was like, Oh, thank you so much for being here early, whatever. And she goes, I get here at seven. You're fine. And I was like, Oh, okay. This is what corporate America is like. <laughs> and um, I remembered what my first, my first like um, thought was like, Oh my gosh, I'm in a corporate job. These, these are corporate people. I've got to wear boring clothes and I've got, and that was not the case at all. I'm so glad to learn, to have learned that the first day um, because it's, it's, even though it is corporate, it's an ag brand and it's a people brand. And so I learned that there's people behind the corporate and it's not just, you know, suits and nine to five and all that. So, um, I don't have any funny stories. I wish I, I wish I had like a funny story or a cool story, but I think the most impactful, um, time of the first day of work would have been, uh, whenever I got to tour the archives and I don't know that a lot of people know about this. So I guess I should start by clarifying that Justin Brands, um, includes Justin Boots, Tony Llama Boots, Nakona Boots, and Chippewa Boots. And so we've acquired our sister companies. Uh, Nakona was started by one of the Justin family members, the sister. So um, there's a lot of rich history there. And I encourage everyone to go look into it and learn that. But um, as as I got to do this my first day, meet and greet everyone, I got to tour the archives. And I thought that was so cool because what other boot company in the world could have such rich history with archives of stories and presidential boots and famous boots and iconic boots. The first boot, you know, the first boot that was made for um, soldiers, you know, stuff like that. Like, it's just so cool to be able to go to that room and see the history. And as a content developer today, I still go sit in the room and see things and see things from a different angle and find pieces to write about or find stories or um, the team as a whole, we'll go in there and look and find a booth that we love and take it to product development and think, okay, how can we redo this, but make it better now that it's 2023 or whatever. Um, so that's probably the, the best thing. And then, yeah, of course, meeting Darla and getting to know Darla within like the first month was amazing. Cause I mean, you know, my story, I had put all these people on pedestals. I was trying to be Miss Rodeo America. I knew who all these people were. I had faces of their, I had pictures of their face on flashcards, trying to learn who they were and, um, to get to call her a colleague and a coworker and a friend. That's yeah. just amazing. I'm, I, I will never trade that for anything. Yeah. Guy just kept changing those pages, didn't he? Kept turning on. But I, I love the fact still that writing the story. It, it is, you know, and you're still adding to it, you know, but you're doing the work. You're not waiting. You're still working every single day. But I yeah, love being yeah. in the showroom with everybody from Justin Brands in, in Dallas Ooh. because everybody was so you could just tell the family atmosphere. It has to be corporate to put out the number of boots and to do all the good work that it does. But behind it is so many great people. And can we talk a little bit about that? Because I know whenever I left there, I, I just remember smiling and so many different people on the team um, just said, there's a lot of great people in that room. Wow, that's a huge compliment. That's yeah. so big. Um, I was a part of a sorority at one point in time, and, and our goal was to be real and authentic. And I feel like even though this isn't a sorority, I'm comparing it to that because, yeah. um, yeah, my boss, my boss's boss, real people. And I sit right, like right next to me, um, the desk next to me is a woman who's been here for 17 years. Of course, um, 
Tom Feller, Darla Fisher, they've been here for 30, 35 years, Jackie Montgomery, um, the sales guys, sales reps across the um, whole United States. They have stories that outlive my life, you know, 26 plus years. Um, and that's what's really cool, too, because there's a lot of context that if we're stuck on something or um, we don't know which direction to move in what way, you know, where's Justin going next? What are we doing? Where are we going to move the needle? It's so cool to sit in a brainstorm with a room full of people that have been here and understand what life was like when they got to work with Mr. Justin. I mean, hello, wow. <laughs> that is so cool. Um, and wow. so it's, it's just so, I mean, it's so surreal. The brainstorms here are incredible. There, there's a team that, uh, it's fine. Finally on a team that is, um, there's no bad idea. You go into these brain, these brainstorm sessions, brain dumps, whatever you want to call them for concepting ideas, um, especially specifically in the marketing team. And, um, you throw out ideas, you come prepared to the meeting, you have an interesting concept. You want to see how it rolls off and people throw in words, concepts, whatever, and nothing is shut down. And that's what I love. It's, there's wow. no bad ideas. There's no bad people, bad eggs. Um, I've just never seen anything like it truly. Truly, truly, I've never seen anything like it. People love to come to work. People come early and stay late. Like they just, um, yeah. <laughs> I know they. They even though it's boots, it sounds really crazy because like we say all the time, we're not doing brain surgery. We're just selling boots. You know, it's just boots. They're gonna be there tomorrow. Um, but people are so passionate, and that's one thing. Um, we just had a lady that moved from sales to marketing, and she's like, "Whoa, marketing is so passionate about what they do." And I'm like, "Yeah, we are because we're crazy." I don't know, but. Um, no, it's fun. It's so the people here make everything better. We, we had a, oh my gosh, just last Friday, we had a um, company cook, cookout to celebrate like falls here, last day of summer. And the memories made there, I just did not one cookout alone. There's fire and there's buns and hot dogs flying over, you know, it was just crazy <laughs> chaos. I felt like I was at like a family picnic. So I it was fun. It kind of was. It was a Justin family picnic, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, you know, and, and for me, you know, wearing Justin's that when I'm on a stage, that's really eye level for a lot of people and they see that. But, you know, really for me, even more importantly, for safety reasons, when I'm on, in the saddle, that's one of my connectors to this, you know, is the saddle it is my boots and they have to be a certain thing. And, you know, sometimes we're doing dangerous things. So uh, we rely on them for sure. So I'm glad they take time oh, yeah. figuring it out. Um Oh, yeah. And I'm so glad you mentioned that. I mean, um, I don't know that we could have saved you from a lightning strike, no, but there's I, been so no. many, there's been so, <laughs> there's been so many people that will message Emily, our social media girl, or they'll call or email or message customer service and they'll be like, thank you to Justin because my husband got in a motorcycle wreck and the boot saved his foot from getting you know, removed or breaking or whatever it is. And you think like, oh, it's only boots, but really these, these boots are tools to people and they use them every day in their daily lives. And, and we are the ones that just get to be the vessel and communicate how awesome they are or the potential that they could have. And so, yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up. That's really cool. You said that, you know, and I'm such a, um, I, I'm not in a rut, but I know what I like. And there's a certain, you know, there's certain Justin boots I like, and I, I ripped the heel <laughs> off of one. I was in a pretty bad wreck and I was driving to another town to ride again. And, I called the Western store and just ordered the same number, same color, same everything, you know, but it becomes a part of you. And I think that's interesting what you said about the motorcycle uh, rider and it saved. What, when those stories come in, what, what do y'all do with those? Do y'all share them around the office? Do you, how, what, how oh, does that yeah. do? 
And yeah, that's a good point too. When you talk about how good the people are here, we, we take things to heart. So when people are ugly and mean and negative, we take that to heart too. Um, but whenever they have really cool stories, customer service is so good. And Emily, our social girl, like I said, they're so good about sharing these stories when it comes to product development and how they can keep things the same way there. Um, people time and time again will, will reach out and ask for a specific boot that's been in the line for so like, way before me, way before my time. And it's still there and it's still doing good because it's a tried and true option. And, um, you're exactly right. A lot, there's like, there's been times when I've multiple times that I've sent out emails cause I've gotten them from customer service or, um, just from someone friends even, and they'll have this cool story. And one day we're sitting on a bunch. So one day we'll probably share somehow these stories, whatever that looks like. See, we got to have a brain session, a brainstorming session for that. But, yeah. um, I know personally the, the boots, I, I agree. I grew up in Justin's because again, Miss Rodeo America wore Justin. So I've got to wear Justin. Go, yeah, um, and my, this is a cool family memory, I guess, speaking of the family a little bit. My dad um, will work all year and keep the same gloves, his work gloves. He'll, he'll like when he rips them, wears them out, they're too greasy. He'll just keep them to throw them to the side and get new ones. Well, every year it's a family tradition. I'm kind of letting you into my family a little bit. Yeah, um, before, before New Year's and after Christmas, we have, uh, we get the whole family together. You know, my, my sister, her family, of course, my husband, my mom and dad. And we have, um, the annual burning of the gloves. So every year it's like the 55th annual, the 56th, annual, whatever it is. And it's international burning of the gloves. And what that means is we just start a fire in the fireplace and throw the gloves in. We say here, here, and we mix, um, orange juice and, uh, cranberry juice, cran apple juice, because that's what my dad had when he started that tradition when he was a broke kid just trying to make it at 17 years old. And uh, so then one year I had ridden the hair off of these boots. I think I'd gotten them resold so many times. I, they were holes. I was just done with them. Right. And I was like, well, what do I do with these boots? I want to contribute somehow. And I, it dawned on me. Okay. Dad works so hard and gets holes in his gloves and he, we, we throw them in the fire. I'm going to throw my boots in the fire. It probably wasn't a great thing. It was probably like a disgrace to Justin by burning my boots. But <laughs> to me, it meant like I'd work so hard. It was an end of a chapter getting rid of them. So yeah, just fun stories like that. We, we hear them all the time. We relate to them. A lot of us, uh, everyone here has a story about Justin, just like you. And yeah. I think that's what um, keeps us going and, and driving and uh, loving it. So. Oh, I love that. Such a great story. Such a great story. <laughs> I'm take it. It's just time. I'm looking at my clock and it's going so fast. And Steve is such a great producer, but I don't want him to cut anything out. So uh, we're going to take a quick break. Back. <laughs> I want to talk about your podcast. And your and, and Justin's podcast, you know, kick your boots up and and uh, talk a little bit more about what you do, and hopefully some of the people you can help help them maybe start their journey toward uh, our industry. So we'll be right back on the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Thank you for listening to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Scott will be right back with more. For more information on Scott Knudsen, the Cowboy Entrepreneur, visit us online at cowboyentrepreneur.com. Hi, I'm Scott Knudsen, host of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. I'd like to talk to you about something I'm very passionate about. Those that know me know I love my coffee. In the morning, afternoon, and even late in the evening, I enjoy a good cup of coffee almost any time of the day. Now, my team at the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show has been working for several months on creating and introducing our own brand of coffee. We wanted to make sure that we got it just right. We don't want to put our name on anything unless we're 100% certain that it's the best product available, and we've finally done it. We have created a wonderful line of coffees. You can order these coffees today by going online to javacowboy.com. That's javacowboy.com. Now, each of our coffees carries our brand. 
the very same brand that we put on our horses, our trailers, and our chaps. So you know that this is a quality product. And we only use 100% Arabica beans, the very best beans available. Just go to javacowboy.com to order your coffee today. Welcome back to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. I'm your host, Scott Knutson, here with Taylor McAdams, content developer of Justin Brands. So let's talk about your podcast. And and I had I was just so honored I was I got to be on that and and uh, I love what you do. Kick your boots up. So how did you come up with the name? And then what kind of guests are you looking for? Yes, thank you, by the way, for being a guest. Love the content, yeah. love it. I love your story, and I'm so excited for it to air and let everyone else get to hear your story, too. Um, as far as the name Kick Your Boots Up, the whole team, uh, it's it, this this job in particular, when I got hired, they said, we need you to do these things that, you know, here's your, your goals, and then also we need you to host a podcast. And to me, it was no big deal um, having the background that I had. I'm like, okay, great. I need to do a little bit more researching in terms of podcasting, but whatever. Um, and part of that was like fully conceptualizing the branding. It, it's been my passion project, my baby, and I've loved it. But with that being said, um, because the people here are so awesome, everything is collaborative and teamwork. And so I cannot go a day, a podcast episode, anything without giving credit to the whole team here. So um, started with a graphic designer who designed the graphics. Shout out to Maggie Stewart. Hey, Maggie. Oh, um, she helped. Uh, I, I gave her some ideas. I, I wanted to do this and this, and she came up with a sheet. And of course, we got it all approved. We picked our favorites, yada, yada, for the border, for the brand, everything. Um, we had the graphics ready. We had the sound ready. We had everything ready, except what's the name? We were still calling it a vlog at this point because we're like, what is it? What is it? And uh, time is money. <laughs> you know that. Yeah. And uh, we were in a meeting one time and they were pressuring me. What's the name? It's time. You need to get started. And the, the CMO at the time was like, come on, Taylor. Like I hired you for this. So do it. And I'm, I'm stressed. I'm like, I don't, I don't have, I have writer's block at this point. I'm like, I don't know what it is. This is super, seems, seems super serious. Um, but I was hearing <laughs> or listening to a uh, Luke Bryan's song, kick the dust up one time. And that, that tune, dun, 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 I, again, tone deaf, don't know tunes, but was it, awesome it, it right was like there. in my head and I, I was <laughs> singing it in the shower, you know, and, um, finally when I was in the shower, I had a shower moment, kick your boots up. And so I was really excited. I pitched it to the team at the next marketing meeting and nobody shot it down because they don't shoot things down. And I fully expected an email afterwards, like, have you thought about this? Or that's, you know, not good. You shouldn't. And no, that the team was fully supported. They all loved it. And so I don't know if that was just like a, I'm fragile. This is my passion project. Don't tell me it's bad. Or if it actually, they thought it was okay. But um, that's how it started. And um, the guests that we look for are from all walks of life. We've had um, mm -hmm. people that are not involved in agriculture at all. They just have fashion experience and they uh, produce fashion show runways um, and shows like that. We They get to tell their story there all the way to rancher's wife. I mean, you, fifth generation cowboy. Um, mm -hmm. We have a lot of um, Justin and Dorsey's that we get to finally have a, an outlet yes. to share their stories. So even getting to talk to Sherry Servey um, about her story and how everything went down and all of it. I mean, just uh, so fun. We, we have... People love Justin, love the brand since it has been around since 1879. And um, so when you give them an idea, they they naturally are, you know, wanting to love it and run towards it. And so I've been very fortunate. We're 
we post episodes every Wednesday. And so it's a lot. It's a grind. Uh, shout out to Juan Ojeda there too. He's the video producer, editor. Um, he, he makes sure I'm on track. He does all the things. Um, and then Clay Adams as well on our video team. They kind of t- tag team, help each other out when we're, when we're down. But um, no, it's, it's just a really fun passion project. And it's a great outlet, just like this is, just like your show is, to get mm-hmm. people that don't know about ag, don't know about rodeo, um, to get to know and appreciate the lifestyle. So every episode isn't about Justin Boots. Every episode isn't about Boots it at all. Um, there's been a few episodes where we don't even get to talk about Boots, and that's okay because um, it's it's just where we go to swap stories of the West. And right. there have Love been that. some qu- pretty cool stories. So, uh, I mean, including yours, dying three times. Like, yeah, what? Yeah. Who else would they get to, trying. you know, how in the they world get to trying, know that? Taylor, they keep trying. I don't know. <laughs> not not don't often. Know. Not today. <laughs> yeah, not today. Let's do it. Let's wait another day. I don't know. So, so with your job, you travel a lot, Taylor. Do you like go to different events for your shows and for everything you do? I think that's the fu- the future plans. Um, we wanted to kind of uh, one one of our higher ups in the company, Jim Isler. He has the saying where you crawl, walk, run. And so we're finally mastering the crawling stage. We're, you know, no longer wobbly when we stand. And so um, there's big, big plans, including NFR, which I know you're excited to talk about. Um, So that will be a dream come true for me as well. Um, I've I've had the, I've been fortunate enough with Justin to go there last year and get to see the ropes and um, see how Justin does things. But, but yeah, I mean, you saw, we, we went to WISA. We we did live uh, recordings there. Um, we, we go to all different uh, different places. We have different shows, different shoe shows, different um, rodeo events. Um, so the future is big and bright and it's getting bigger. Um, I think NFR will be like the really cool thing, though. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's going to be great for sure. And I, I love how the show, it, like you say, it's just not boots, even though that's everything. Yeah. I mean, that's a foundation, yeah. but it brings in all different avenues. What do you see 10 years from now? The, the industry is changing so fast, especially yours, what you do. What do you see 10 years from now? So someone's in college right now thinking 10 years from now, I want to be doing what? I think someone 10 years from now is going to have to learn to get really scrappy. Um, They're going to have to learn to uh, read the room, be super smart with what they've got. Because, I mean, a taboo topic in the world right now is AI and Mm. everything that they can do. And um, there's a lot of people that are fearful of their jobs, fearful of I mean, the darkness, we don't know. It's the unknown. Um, and I think for me, it's not learning. It's not learning how to use, uh, or it's not like struggling with using, it's learning how to use the AI and how to make it make you better. So, um, you shouldn't be threatened by your job if you're scrappy and you can figure it out and you can let it help you in this way, but you know, use your own thinking in this way. Um, and it's really honestly going to be so cool to see the trends. I, um, I think about this a lot with my niece. She's, um, six years old and uh, eight years old now. Wow. I'm two years off. Um, but anyways, I think about her and her upbringing and how it was so different than mine, how they have tablets to watch movies while we're at dinner, how, um, they can, you know, they know how to work. My niece knows how to work a smartphone way better than her grandpa, my dad. And, um, it's just mind boggling to me. So I would imagine there's going to be like floating computers in 10 years. And, um, in the world of marketing, not really, there, there probably won't be, but in the world of marketing alone, I feel like, um, even since I've started college, it's been a whole new ball game. Uh, I feel like the, the colleges aren't teaching the same stuff anymore, um, wow. especially as I see new members come onto the team. I'm like, okay, that's a different way of doing things. And so right. 
I'm just really encouraged about the future. I'm not threatened at all by AI, um, just because they're at the end of the day, especially in our industry, we are people and uh, we love people and we love on people. And you can't, no one can replicate that. No robot anywhere can do that. So that's no. what I, that's what I think about that. No, no. like <laughs> when in y'all showroom, I keep bringing it up. No way I could do that. You know, no. and at the end of the day, our industry is such a relationship based. I mean, you get AI to write an article or do something, but when somebody writes it, that's not it, coming from the heart, it's still different. It's still oh, different. Yes. I, I couldn't agree more, especially in content. I mean, getting to write technical pieces all the time. I, I look at something that a robot did and I'm like, okay, I'm going to change all of it. <laughs> so, um, it's all wrong. Anyways. <laughs> Well, yes. I mean, fixing fence and doing pageants and everything. That <laughs> robot didn't, you know, so you know real That's life. Right. <laughs> I do struggle with that, too, because I'm like, how do you know everything? I had to work for it. How do you just know it? That's exactly but right. Exactly they're a robot, right. so. <laughs> yeah. So what's some fun things you get to do in your jobs besides a podcast? Is it tra that hopefully the traveling, meeting new people, or what? Yeah. what is it? Yeah, I will say um, I'm an extroverted introvert, if that makes sense. So I love being in, in the front of people, getting to talk to consumers. I think my my favorite part of it all is um, definitely the storytelling, just because um, in my job, there's so many people, so many stories that come across my lap and everyone's story is unique and everyone's story is, is awesome. Mm -hmm. But how can I take that and shape it into something um, like that. That, the, that the world will receive it well or whatever? So that's a fun, yeah, very fun part of it. But then, yes, of course, traveling and getting to go do the, the multiple shows that we do and the events that we get to do. I, I mean, CMA Fest was so much fun this year. I probably would have never been able to go to C CMA Fest for financial reasons and work getting, getting you know, requesting work off reasons. So the fact that my job took me there was amazing. Getting to go to Nashville for the CMA Fest for um, the Grand Ole so Opry cool. when we had one of our endorsees, Jenna Paulette, uh, go and have make her debut there. Like, what a humbling experience. And um, I think I, I will not take anything, any of that ever for granted because um, even though I'm new in my career, younger in my career per se, I've had a lot of um, industry experience before I, in, even entering college. And Haley can relate a lot to this, actually. I think that's why mm -hmm. I relate to her so well, because we've learned what to do and not to do in certain situations and how to act and how to be. And so I think that now um, that I'm used to these experiences and used to being in the rooms with these people, it's um, almost second nature to just take over and um, just be yourself, but also like, you know, compose yourself and um, get to do a lot of networking like that. So that's a fun part. Um, I'm going to sound so cheesy, but I'm a cheesy person. And I've got to say the brainstorms, um, sitting in those rooms, getting to bounce ideas off of each other. We could start out with something. Um, well, this is a perfect example of, of robots, AI and everything. We sat in a room and we were like, okay, the time is now we're at crunch time. We've got to figure out an April fool's joke to play on everyone. And, we're throwing things out and, and it's just getting wacky at this point. So I type in, um, Hey AI, what, what should we do? We're just in boots. What should we do for, um, an April fool's joke? And it came up with most of the concept and then us as humans were able to make it better. And, um, I think that right there is awesome because one person can have a really good idea, but without the whole team, nothing can get executed as, as good as it should. And so small, I mean, every campaign we've done has started with an idea and then everyone has built on it. And, that's what I, that's what I really, really love, especially as a marketer. I'm like, this is so cool to have like-minded people working on the same projects and killing it, you know? So 
I love that. I love that. And you have your endorsees, you know, for all the different brands, but really you're kind of the face of it now with the podcast. Is it kind of yes. a unique situation now when you're out in public and people recognize you before some of the others? <laughs> that That's really cool. Yeah. Um, I think that goes back to rodeo queening. That's kind of happened my whole life. And, and again, Haley can relate to that because, yeah. um, you, you just carry yourself a little bit differently. And I'm saying by no means am I perfect in any, you know, I slip up ev all the time, but um, it is really neat to see this new opportunity with Justin, you know, kind of step in there because I, I didn't give up my Miss Rodeo America dreams. I just get to do it in a different way. And yeah. that's, you know, my goal as Miss Rodeo America, you always have to think about your why. And that was to just love on people, to be a, a people's queen. There's different types of queens per se. And, um, I think I get to do it. So it's kind of like the jokes on you, Taylor, like you wanted to be Miss Rodeo America, but that would have put you in this box and you wouldn't have had these opportunities. Now it would still right. have had great opportunities. Don't get me wrong. There would have been way more, you know, cool things and stuff. But, um, I just say all that to say, like, it's just so, so, um, humbling to see, to see it happening. I mean, when I accepted the job, I was like, yeah, okay. Podcast. That'll be like next year when I get started. And I ended up doing it within a few months after getting started. So <laughs> <laughs> anyways, it's been so good and so humbling. Man, I love that so much. And you've done so much, you know, with the podcast, but you, I'm, I'm looking at the list here, you know, with the rodeo and the pageants, but you also, the five seasons, you've been an announcer for national or for the um, little britches. And that's really, I love those guys so much. And, and you, you know, the family rant, you've done so much. How do you yeah. stay organized enough to do it all? That's a hard <laughs> deal for a lot of people. Yeah, it is. Um, well, I'm very good at burning the candle at both ends. Um, mm. I, I do, I will say my best piece of advice there for anyone listening that does a lot, has their hands. I mean, just very similar to you having, having your, your irons in a bunch of different fires, um, is like, for me, I really appreciate the days that I'm off. So when I'm on, I'm on and that's great. But when I'm off, I'm off. And I really, that, that mindset for me has been so good to, um, really be in the moments that matter. So, you know, whatever that is, time with family, friends, birthdays, whatever it is to like really be there because then you build, um, more memorable experiences, better bonds with your friends and family. Um, right. and really just writing everything down. I have been so blessed with a photographic memory. And I think as we're going into, um, holiday season, busy season, I am starting to run around with a chick, like a chicken with my head cut off, like chicken noodle. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I have to write everything down. Um, I have to remind myself several times. If you ask my husband, husband, I set alarms for myself. I'll say like, Hey Siri, tell me how to do this. And, um, anyway, so I mean, I wish I had some advice. I'm still working on it again. Like I said, I'm not perfect. So, um, I wish you could see the other parts of my offices here. I have, uh, <laughs> marker, marker boards everywhere. It looks like a, like a, I'm doing a crime scene investigation or something. I have papers everywhere. Um, so yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And that's so hard, you know, especially for people like yourself and me that love doing a lot. Yeah. You know, I don't think I'd be good at one job, but I think at three or four or five, I'm better. And you know, but it's hard to shut it off, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it is. It's hard to stay in the moment for me too. Yeah. But. And and I think um, my husband has really helped me with that because he's really good at being a normal person and um, thinking at thinking, <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
that I know, right? That like um, that mindset that brings you back down a little bit. Um, I used to be in charge of all the finances because I'm a control freak and I wanted to see what we had and what we could do and all of that. And I fully yeah. given that all to him. He does all of it. And that's a perfect example of how he kind of like brings me down a little bit. He'll be like, okay, Taylor, we're going to eat chicken and rice this week because you decided to go shopping or whatever it is. <laughs> and um, I need that. I mean, you, you probably relate to that so much because you're going, yeah. going, going, going. So you rely on your wife. And um, anyways, yeah. yeah, it's, it's really hard to, um, to come down. And that's why watching movies, spending time with family is like, so prime for, for me anyway. Absolutely. So what's next for you and for, uh, for Justin Brands? What's next for me? Um, let's see. I just want to get through this week. No, I'm really excited about national finals rodeo in Vegas. I, I don't have all the plans finalized, so I can't quite share everything yet, but I'm very excited, very looking forward to the fashion, seeing all the friends, getting to do all the content things there. Um, Justin, as a whole, we are producing more boots than ever, better boots than ever. I am so excited to see the fun new things, and I want to tell you all about it. I want to tell you yeah. everything. Um, I just can't quite, I'll tell you that um, me as a girl, I'm excited for some more fashion boots that are about to come out soon. Um, awesome. if I was a guy though, I would be so looking forward to these, this next line that you actually got to preview at the showroom. Um, it's so cool. but I'm it's going to be, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, we have yeah. a really cool opportunity that we get to pair up with someone in the PRCA industry. That's I'll leave it there. And, um, it's going to be so awesome. Like we're literally getting ready to do our photo shoot in a few weeks. And, um, I can't wait. I'm so pumped. That's another fun yeah. part. I completely forgot about the photo shoots. That's an awesome part of the job. Um, getting to go and see different parts of the country, getting to meet with the people, getting to see how they do their lives, and then letting them invite us into their world and their space to create our own content. So anyways, yeah. Love it. Very big things. You should definitely stay tuned. There's lots yeah. in the pipeline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and watch, what, listen to the podcast and watch the podcast for sure. And What's the best way for people to follow the Justin brands, all of them, besides just the podcast website? How do people follow? Okay. You? Yeah, I would say social media is the best. Um, our social media gal does a really great job of like scheduling and coordinating everything. So um, at Justin Boots, at Tony Lama, at Nakona, at Chippewa, go ahead and find them on social media, Instagram, Facebook. Um, we, have, of course, have websites that are just that, you know, so you can go check them out as well. But, of course, I'm going to lead everyone to Apple, Spotify, YouTube, all the places you listen to podcasts to, to get yeah. to listen to the Kick Your Boots Up podcast. And um, depending on when this is airing, hopefully they'll get to see yours first and um, get to know yeah. your story. And, and it's really cool because us as two people, I mean, you get to ask all the questions on this show, but to be able to be interviewed is so, so fun. And, and same for yeah. me. I, I love it because you never fun. get to... It was fun switching yeah. roles. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. This Absolutely. has been great. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on our show. I know people just fell in love with you and they love the brand yeah. already, but I just hope they follow you. We follow everything y'all do. And, and thank you for being on the show. And, and uh, thank you all for watching the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Thank you. Thank you to all the great sponsors of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. If you or your business is interested in being a sponsor of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show, please call our office at 830-992-1786 or visit our website, cowboyentrepreneur.com.